Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hovos Halevavot and we're in the last chapter of this amazing book, The Gate of Love of God. And today Rabbi Bahia says that the things that preclude love of God are exceedingly numerous. One of these is deficiency in the preliminaries from which love of Creator springs. Further factors detrimental to love of God are the things detrimental to these preliminaries. So he says that there's things that don't allow us to connect to that love of God, that there's things that don't help us connect to the love of God. And so he says, further, our hatred of those he loves and love of those he hates, as it says, should you help the wicked and love those who hate God? So when you hate people that God loves, it's a problem. It's a big problem. And uh, this is in the Berei Hayamim. And then in Yeshayahu it says, who exonerate the wicked? And Mishle says to justify the wicked and condemn the righteous. When you, when you condemn people that are holy, that are doing what Hashem wants from them, who learn Torah, do mitzvot, and you're against them. And then it says, those who forsake the Torah praise the wicked. And one who says to the wicked, you are virtuous. Uh, also, the Talmud says, when you're kind to the cruel, you become cruel to the kind. And it's so true, and we're seeing it now more than ever. So then he says, what are the signs of love of God to be found in one who loves him? So first it was what keeps you away from loving God. Now it's what are the signs of love? that you need to find uh, to see to see who loves him and among them is the renunciation of all excesses that might keep him from serving the creator may he be exalted and then it comes to say a further sign is that traces of his fear of god and profound dread of him are apparent in his facial expression as it is written so that his fear be on your face and you, and, and you not sin, in Shemot. Fear of God is of two kinds. One of these fear of his punishments and trials, and one fears God in this case because he can cause him pain and suffering. So yeah, this is a low level of fear in which we keep away from trouble because we're scared that there's consequences that we're gonna be punished because of this. And there's one, one thing is to fear God and another thing is to be God-fearing. It's two different things. And we're asked to be God-fearing people. God-fearing people is a person that for them, Hashem is so great that they wouldn't want to do anything in their life that is going to keep them away from Hashem. Like if you know that you're going to steal, this is going to separate you from God. Or if you're going to talk bad about somebody, you do Lashonara, this is going to make you more separate from God. It's going to take you away from Hashem. So a God-fearing person is a person that's petrified, petrified to do anything that will keep him away from God. It's very different from being a person that is, uh, that is afraid of God. It's two different things. And fear is something that is very important because fear is what keeps a person away from doing things that will harm him. So we should be wary lest they come to observe the commandments out of fear. Such an individual falls short of the degree attained by the truly God-fearing 
and is the embodiment of what our masters of blessed memory warned against, be not like servants who serve the master on condition of serving, of receiving our reward. And, on the, and one of the pious says, I would be ashamed before God to serve him because of reward and punishment. So this is a God-fearing person. A person that, God, that, that is God-fearing is not doing for Hashem to, to expecting anything in return. He's doing for Hashem because this is what is expected of me. This is why I'm in this world. Hashem created me to do this. This is my purpose. So the second kind of fear of God is awe inspired by his magnitude, exaltedness, and awesome power. So this awe never leaves a person or part from him all the days of his life. And this is something that one needs to, um, let's say, one needs to, to, to meditate on. A person needs to, to, to bring this, this, this awe of God through recognizing the greatness of Hashem. When you see how Hashem really runs the world at every instance and we don't have any control of anything that happens around us, you see how great Hashem is. Like, yeah, you have to understand this. So this is the highest of the degrees of the God-fearing to whom the scripture attributes ira. Ira means awe. It can mean fear also, but this fear that we're talking about is more about reverence, about awe. And it is the gateway to pure love and intense yearning. And one who reaches this degree of fear of God will not fear or be afraid of anything but the Creator. It's as it says, don't fear anything, just God. Like the only fear you should have in your life is Hashem. You shouldn't fear anything else because at the end of the day, Hashem is everything. There's nothing separate from Him. And, uh, and he says, as one of the pious told of a God-fearing man whom he found asleep in a desert, he asked the man, are you not afraid of lions? How can you sleep in such a place? And the man replied, I would be ashamed before God if he were to see that I was afraid of anything besides him. So the only thing that he feared was Hashem himself. So a further sign that a person loves God is that it is all the same to him whether people praise him or condemn him when in fulfillment of the will of the Creator may he be exalted and he enjoys them to do what is good and to keep far from evil. So yeah, this is a concept like it's all the same to me. It is a, it's a moment in which there's so much connection to God, like there's a nullification of your ego that you have to come to that point where you just, the only thing you want to do is what Hashem wants you to do. That's it. Your will and His will become one will. And, uh, and, and it says, when you make Hashem's will your will, He'll make your will, His will your will. And a further sign is that He's willing to surrender His life, His body, His money, and His children in order to do the will of God. And another sign is that he repeatedly men mentions God's name in, a, in appreciation, thanksgiving, and songs of praise. So this is a person that constantly is saying Baruch Hashem. Like they ask him, how are you doing today? They'll say Baruch Hashem. Uh, are you going to be able to go to the party next week? God willing, I'll be there. Bezrat Hashem. It's a person that has God in front of him all day. Uh, but he does not mention the name of the Creator in tribal oaths, false oaths, and curses. So it's a person that takes a lot of care how he talks 
Uh, I see a lot of people have this uh, compulsion of, of swearing and swearing. I swear you, I swear to you, I swear to you, I promise to you, I promise to you. This is, this is not, the, the Torah goes against this. It, it, it takes very seriously the promises and the and swearing. It is, it's like you're signing a contract. I promise you I'll go out to dinner tomorrow. You shouldn't say that. You should say, Bezerat Hashem, God willing, I would love to go out to, to dinner with you tomorrow. But the, the, the words matter. They, they are very heavy. They're very heavy. So we have to train ourselves to use the name of God only in holy matters. And out of reverence for his name, he must be aware of all that might bring him to swear in the name of the creator. May he be exalted. He who has a clean hands and a pure heart, who has not sworn falsely by my name and sworn deceitful. This is in Ibit. And to fear this glorious and awesome name. This is the Varim. But the sunrise will bring salvation to you who fear my name with healing in its wings. Malachi. So we see curses include revilement, relification, and insults in which God's name is mentioned. And um, I saw something very scary this week. One of the Turkish parliament guys in, in the parliament in, in Turkey, he was saying that the wrath, the wrath, uh, that, that, that this uh, war that's going on should, should really uh, bring the wrath of God um, uh, against Israel and they should be, uh, like he said something with the name of God, like wishing bad to the Jewish people and he had a heart attack in the place and he died. So we have to be very careful. We cannot use the name of God lightly. Like he can, you cannot tell Hashem, okay, go and finish these people, the wrath of God. And then this is not the way a Jewish person speaks. And so their intention in mentioning God's name is to dramatize and exaggerate in their vilification and to heighten and embellish their insults. And in this, and this they embody what the wise one said, to a fool it is like a sport to commit an indecency. And so a further sign that a person loves God is that when promising others that he will do or say something, even in the very near future, he always adds the proviso, God willing. So we have to, God willing, God willing. This is how we have to train ourselves to talk. And this is a way in which you show respect and love for God. Uh, then he comes to say a further sign is that he guides and directs others to God's service gently or forcefully as it's needed according to the time and the place and the different times and levels of people from kings to ordinary fo folks. As a, the wise one said that a wise man may hear and add to his knowledge and that a man of understanding acquire perceptiveness to lend shrewdness to the simple, to a youth knowledge and discernment. So yes, if you know Aleph, it's your obligation to teach Aleph. If you know Bet, teach Bet. Whatever you can do for another person that he can grow and connect to Hashem, you should do it. And you should know, my brother, says Rabbi Bahia, that even if a believer were to attain the utmost limit in the improvement of his own soul, in its devotion to God, may he be exalted, even if he were to approach the level of the prophets insofar as their personal virtues, their praiseworthy conduct, their effort in serving God, and their pure love for him are concerned, his merits would not equal those of one who guides others to the right path and directs the wicked to the service of the Creator. For the merits of such a person are multiplied 
every day and at all times by the merits of those whom he has guided and this is beautiful like if you if you connect somebody to god like if you help someone connect to hashem everything he does that has to do with the, his connection to god is merited to you so you you earn from that you it's an it's a the, the gift that never ends giving if you teach a person how to say Shema Israel, for example, and every time this person, your child, you teach your child to do Shema Israel, and every time this child does Shema Israel for the rest of his life, you earn because you taught him how to do Shema Israel every time he does Shema Israel. And if he teaches someone else, you not only receive from what he does, you receive from the person he, he taught to. So it's a never ending. Giving, it, it, it never ends. People that you don't even know can come to say the Shema Israel because you said the Shema Israel to your child. You see? So it's exponential. So this is the way we get to love Hashem when we understand His greatness, when we understand the magnitude of His kindness. This is the way that we come to really love Him. So I want to wish you a blessed week and remember live a little higher. Thank you.